Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I absolutely agree. Devontae Smith Keyshawn, lined up Jay in the backfield, went left, went right, and ran to the flat. He threw the ball. <laughs> Touchdown. What a great throw by Mac Jones. I'm <laughs> telling you, man, when you watch some of these highlights going into a draft, you would think everybody's about to be a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. We, like, oh, we build you up now. Oh, my God. We build God, you up to break it, you down. It is amazing. KJZ ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We'll get back to the calls. 888-729-3776 at KJNZ also, uh, if you want to answer there. Uh, again, the draft is Thursday. Finally here. We're finally in the week of the draft after all this buildup. And, and as, as Key said, when you watch some of those highlights, it's – same happens in the NBA too, right, Jay? Like the same, oh, yeah. it's the same thing. You see guys, you're just like, damn, it, he's going to be amazing. Oh, let me, let me get a hold of those individual workouts where the guy's by himself. And you're like, oh, look, look at his speed. Look at, look at the, the quick twitch fiber. Yeah. Look, it, it's oh, you didn't see the worst the setup of all time. The worst. Yeah. And as the guy probably there he's playing against, it's like, I don't want to get drafted by these guys. Mm. So you go ahead and have a game, right? You go ahead. Like these, you don't think they have conversations. I don't want to get drafted here. So I'm going to let you look good. <laughs> right? Like, like that, those conversations definitely to be had. But one thing, we talk a lot about the quarterbacks, right, in this draft. But there's also going to be a lot of skill players in this draft that's going to go very high, including wide receivers. And you've talked about them, uh, Keyshawn. You've talked about what you have in this draft as far as talent goes, with whether it's Jamar Chase or, or Jalen Waddell. Devonta Smith obviously is a big one uh, as the Heisman winner. There's several others. But what we're noticing, though, is that these are smaller wide receivers. Like he, you're six four. Yeah, right. Six, I mean, you were yeah, I'm, you, I'm, you were a big I'm, receiver, I'm, but you were in an era I'm of big receiver. Yeah, I'm six four. Right, Easy. Like you, but tower over Jay, no problem. But have I'm you noticed? Two. Yeah, have you noticed the have you noticed the position has gotten smaller though over the years? No, you haven't noticed that. You no. haven't seen it get smaller. Well, this no. draft in particular. No. So there's a guy Where Hayden has it gotten smaller at. Who? Well, I'm gonna let you know in okay. this draft. Hayden Winks uh, is, is the guy that put out this tweet, and I found it interesting enough to share it. And he put the, uh, the, the, the wide receiver for the first-round picks, the expected, actually, top picks of the draft, height and weight of these wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Smith is six foot, but he came in at, like, under 170. You know Javar Chase is? is six foot, 201. All right, Jalen Waddell, 5'9", 170. Ooh, 5'9". Rashad Bateman, six foot, 190. You've got uh, Kadarius Tony is 5'11", 193. Elijah, Elijah Moore, Moore 5'9", 178. Rondale Moore, 5'7", 181. The biggest one, <laughs> Terrence Marshall, 6'2", 205. Five, <laughs> so, He's a little bit taller than you, Jay. No, stop, man. My wife is 5'5". Five, five. So think about it. Like, like <laughs> for that position, though? So, so you're going to – whoever's taking wide receivers in the top of this draft are going to be taking small draft the wide receivers on the smaller side. Now, Chris Greer, GM of the Dolphins, and you know, obviously, they, they would love to add some talent, some, yes. some wide receivers to that for Tua. He said he's not afraid of, of the small wide receivers. Take a listen to this. Those guys have shown that they've been good players, you know, at a high level of play in the SEC, and, uh, but that goes for a lot of players around the country. I just think the game has changed a little bit, and I think these smaller players are given more room and, and, and freedom to uh, showcase their talents. Mm. Who? Who? What do you mean? Ter- Smaller Ter- players that are showcasing? I mean, Stefan Diggs. Okay, Stefan Diggs is six yeah. feet, six feet, 200. One, one, six he's feet, he's six, 190. Six feet, 195. Well, Tyreek Hill is a great example. No, yeah, but, Tariq but, Hill. but that's just why I said, who? Get me somebody. We're going to go grab Tyreek Hill. Oh, that's really, y'all almost made me curse. 
That's really great. We're going to grab Tyreek Hill and compare these young players to a guy that's been in the league five years and doing the work that he's been doing. Now, all of a sudden, they're going to be the next Tyreek Hill. Everybody that's 5'9 and shorter is Tyreek Hill. Would you take Devontae Smith if you were the Dolphins at six? I, I don't know that I would take him at six. No, I don't. I would take Jamar Chase or Terrence Marshall at six. If I'm, if I'm taking Marshall, a receiver, six, two, 12, if I'm taking a receiver that high, then I'm taking Terrence Marshall or Jamar Chase because I like size. I can't have too many itty bitties on my team, hmm. man. Phrasing. You know? What? Uh, Excuse yeah. me. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, finish go your ahead. thought. Yeah. And, 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 and so when you look at their size. You like them big? I want them. I need. I need big dudes, man. Mm. I just do. I want them six. I need them six. You need big dudes. One and a half, yep. six mm. two, and bigger. If I can Ooh. get trees, Ooh. I want trees. Mm. You know, if I if I want trees, <laughs> why you give me that? I hand? want trees. Just give you the it's nothing. It's nothing wrong with smaller. But if you don't have them in this draft, I'm not. Right? Go, I'm not going to go up to draft a guy if I don't believe that's what we need. If you look at Devontae Smith at six feet, let's call him 170 pounds. By the time he goes to training camp, maybe he's 170. By the time he comes out of training camp, he's 162. Mm -hmm. Let's say that. I got to know what I'm doing with that, though. That's really small, man, and frail, the frame. I understand he plays in the SEC. There's a bunch of guys that played in the SEC. That doesn't mean anything. doesn't mean that – in the NFL, you he's going to catch have him. The same. I mean, if he's got yeah, speed. you got. I got to catch him. Yeah, but I got a lot of dudes in the NFL that can catch him. That's why they're in the NFL. But, but I, it, the, the, we'll the margin to, is only like this, but, though. But if the speed is there and yeah. the ability to create space, isn't that important to a degree? Yeah, but if I reroute you, and especially I bump you, if if I got you paired with if, maybe if, a, a bigger receiver, if I, if, if, you I, have, if I bump you, Jay, if 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 I'm at the line of scrimmage uh-huh. and I'm. Because you know Bart Scott. Yeah. And I'm Bart Scott. And I'm walked out over you. And they put you in the slot. You've got to come to me. Mm-hmm. Right? you got to. I got five yards to put my hands on you. You've got to come to me. It's all about timing. If I hit boom and I reroute you and push you off your alignment, that quarterback now sits. He looks. You over there playing chicken fight. Mm-hmm. He got to get off of you. Mm-hmm. Immediately. He Just goes from here to here. Yep. He goes from here to here. And that dude over there chicken fighting, and he tries to go back over here. Guess what's getting ready to happen to him? No, I understand. Bam! But if, but if you're, yeah. you're Devontae Smith or if you're Jalen Waddle and you have that crazy speed, I understand you said by the time you put – but a lot of times it's going to be hard for you to put your hands on me if no, I have crazy ain't. speed like that. No, no, no it ain't. Yeah, I know what, I know what you're saying. All I got to – you 100 and – Jay. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. 66 pounds. Bart Scott is – 240, yeah, I think. played at 240, right. Wow. And yeah. strong. That's, that's almost that's almost 100 pounds difference. If I hit yeah. you really quick, just bam, it's like you going to the cup on Shaq. If Shaq touch you, you probably going to fall. Oh, no. He, yeah, I knocked my ass out. So why, <laughs> why, isn't there, why is there so much hype then around these guys? It's, it's not hype. It's just his class happens to be small. It happens small. to be a now, small, Now, Devontae Smith is going to join us tomorrow, so we can ask him directly It's a, it's a small, speedy this. class. I'm not saying he's not going to be a great pro. All I'm saying is I'm not drafting up to get what I can get later, in my opinion. I can get a guy that can move around and be a, 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 a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. That's exactly what Tyreek Hill is, and a phenomenal dude at that. But when you play receiver, 
You've got to line up. You've got to run the skinny post. You've got to run the comeback. You've got to run the deep crosser. You've got to run the deep over. Running a shallow cross at 160 pounds, 60, call it 65 pounds, which, what I mean by that is a shallow cross is coming across the line yeah. of scrimmage in front at about five yards, six yards depth. That linebacker is dropping. That linebacker is taught when he see your ass come across that middle to hit you. And when he pushes you into that line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. guess where you're going to be? You're, gonna, you're so small, you're going to be over there where the, line, where the offensive lineman is at now. Now the quarterback is waiting for you to come underneath on third and three. It's like, well, he's on the ground. <laughs> I got to hold the ball now. Those are the sort of things that worry me with smaller guys. I get it. Messes up the timing Messes of, of up the, the offense. Timing. That's Keyshawn, the thing. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. All right, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll keep the calls rolling, of course. But as we talk about these wide receivers, we had to ask Keyshawn his rankings of the wide receivers. We, we know how they're being ranked. We know several of them could go in the top 10 and the, certainly in the top 15, maybe even top 20. A lot of first-rounders. A lot of talent. But as we said, it's it's a smaller class, smaller than usual. So where no, it's does not Key, about size. No, it yeah, it's always about size. <laughs> Keyshawn likes him big. That's what he yeah, said. You like yeah. yeah, that's on the record. <laughs> yep. So we'll see if he uh, likes big dudes in, in, in his real rankings <laughs> where uh, where the big guys certainly rank for if, Keyshawn. If this wasn't Disney, I'd take it somewhere. Else. All that's coming up <laughs> next. But first, Keyshawn has this very big. Statement from Straight Talk. It's Disney. That's right. It's time for some Straight Talk. Sure, saving money feels good, but cutting your wireless bill in half, that feels really good. Like walk-off home run in the ninth inning, good. Okay, maybe not that damn good, but pretty darn good with Straight Talk. You can get 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than other guys, plus no contract all on America's best networks. Why pay a whole lot when you can pay half? Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. Coming up tomorrow on KJZ. KJZ. Devontae Smith, Heisman Trophy winner and projected first-round draft pick. Devontae Smith with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Tomorrow morning at 19 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Straight games with 30 or more. Man, born for greatness, man. Look out! like to finally play in the garden. Oh my goodness. I'm glad you asked that, actually. I think the energy says it all. New York is the mecca of basketball. Born for greatness. Nine straight wins. The season of promise continues. New York, we here. Jazz with the best record in the league. Ah, oh, that's interesting. I didn't uh, Oh, that is nasty. All right, KJZ, it's Key's Real Rankings brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call it Dell Technologies Advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Number five. Number five for me is Devontae Smith out of Alabama. Heisman Trophy candidate should go in the first round, mid to late first round pick. I don't think – and look, for me and my money – I don't mind him being six feet, 170-some pounds, but my offensive coordinator, head coach, they have to know what to do with him. He's a special talent that can get lost in a traditional offense in the National Football League. Yes, weight is a, an issue for me because you can get bumped off your route all of the timing. And can you sustain, withstand the hitting and the punishment of the bigger defensive players in the National Football League if you, Devontae Smith? Number four. Here it is again, number four, Jalen Waddle, a smaller, speedy, explosive wide receiver, could do a lot of the same things Tyreek Hill can do. But guess what? Tyreek Hill has Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy as his coaches. They know exactly what to do with this young man. We've seen smaller guys come into the National Football League with explosive behavior, much like a Tavon Austin. Same sort of size. High pick. Disappeared because teams did not know what to do with Tavon Austin in particularly the Los Angeles Rams. Mm -hmm. Number three. Now we're getting into size with me. Terrence Marshall, receiver at LSU. 
great hands, knows how to high point the football, go up and take it off of people's head. Not the fastest guy in the world, but an exceptional route runner like most of the LSU wide receivers, a five-star candidate at a high school. So you know at every level he's been able to perform was an electric player with Joe Burrow a year ago. Spent some time being injured in and out of the lineup. If he stays healthy, I think he'll be much like his old classmate, Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, really a special player in this league as a rookie. Number two. Talking about number two, Jamar Chase, his teammate. We hadn't seen Chase in over a year play the receiver position, but when he dominated Clemson in the championship game, we certainly knew that he could do some things. This is a guy measures about 6'1 and some change, but he can run. Exceptional athlete. Not afraid to rough it up and get in there. Reminds me a lot of OBJ. Has a lot of that in him. A lot of people would say, well, that's a lot to say. But I think when you look at this kid as a pass catcher, if he gets into the right offense in the right system, he's going to be a pro bowler for many years. Number one. Now, number one is a pass catching tied in, not an inline guy. But this is about not just receivers, but the guys who catch the football. When you think about Kyle Pitts, he's a nightmare mismatch for guys outside, meaning the safeties, the linebackers, people that they would deploy to cover him. Now, I don't think he's a traditional tight end by no stretch of the imagination. If you take him high in the draft, you certainly have to have an inline blocking tight end on your roster or go find one because he's a red zone nightmare for you. You're getting him to score points, to move the chains. He's not going to beat traditional corners like a Jalen Ramsey down the field. Jalen Ramsey can still battle when he's at the line of scrimmage because of his length. He's going to dominate the smaller linebackers that's not as fast as him or the smaller defensive backs that's not as tall as him. But it's a pretty good pick. I just wouldn't select him in the top four. Key, it, All right. give me the best case scenario for Kyle Pitts and the worst case scenario for Kyle Pitts. And do that for Jamar Chase, too. Well, I think the best case scenario for Kyle Pitts is to go forward to Miami. And, and the worst case for Kyle Pitts is probably slide down and have – a Cincinnati Bengals, which is at five, take him instead of Penny Sewell. Uh, and who was the other one? Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase can go pretty much to Miami, you know, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Cincinnati makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But they yeah. need offensive but line. They, they really need, yeah, they need Penny to Sewell, protect yeah. him better, and, and that's why you, you would go there. But the one, the one constant in everything that you discussed in all five guys was situation. Situation. They've got to go to a place to. where the coach – We've seen so many times where it's the coach, this is my system, you have to fit my system. And I think we're at a place in all professional sports where it's more like, give me the ingredients and I'll figure out what I'm going to make for dinner. Well, and, and that's what, whoever these guys go, that's why we say you're, you're a bust, not, not necessarily because you weren't a talent, but because of where you went. You, you, you know why Steve Sarkeesian is the head coach at the University of Texas right now? Because he understood who Henry Ruggs was. Who, who Devontae Smith was, who Jalen Waddle. He, he understood Jared Judy. He understood Tua. He understood uh, Najee Harris. Coaches have to understand that the talent is the key. Yes. You've got to know he's not capable of running this particular route. He's not capable of doing this. Instead of saying, well, he's an X. Well, he's not an X. X receivers are big. They're on the back side. Everything else is on the right. They're over there by themselves on the left side, the long ranger. They've got to deliver at the X receiver. None of those guys, except maybe Terrence Marshall and, and Jamar Chase, can be a traditional backside X receiver. 
which is the alpha dog in most offenses. Smaller guys are the Zs, guys that have to move around, motion to get off of the line of scrimmage. Because, again, disruption is key. If you're disrupting a guy and that timing at the line of scrimmage, it's going to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. If you go back, the rule in the National Football League was put in because of one team on defense in the NFL in the playoffs. Evan, do you know who that team is? The five-yard rule, do you remember that? If he's still with us, maybe he's not. But it was the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots against the Indianapolis Colts disrupted their wide receivers for many years, including the playoffs. And guess what happened? They changed the rule the next offseason because New England would just do them like that, just ragdoll and move them out of the way. And, and they would say, oh, they're holding me, they're holding me. No, they're just disrupting you. They're getting their hands on you so you don't get free access in a free release. If you allow these itty-bitties with this speed to get free access, mm-hmm. they're going to run right past you. Mm-hmm. So you got to disrupt them. And the moment you disrupt them, they're in trouble. And that takes the timing away from the play. It takes I mean, that, the timing that's... away from the play. The quarterback drops back. He yep. hits the back foot. And he looks at the receiver. He gets off of him immediately because the guy is over there chicken fighting. <clears throat> You know, over there playing around. Ah! Right, yeah, no, no, and, and that's, again. Velcro. Well, that's why we mm-hmm. talked about this, because in this draft, there are a lot of compelling wide receivers, but it's a smaller class, and that's why, of course, we asked the question. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Settle in with host Nate Burleson and guests Justin Fields, Najee Harris, and Jamar Chase in the new Progressive YouTube series, Up All Night. We're replacing fluff questions with fluffy pillows. It says that right here. To get what's real. Watch every episode of Up All Night exclusively on your YouTube.com slash progressive. And, yes, I said your YouTube because I'm old. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776 is the number. I know we had a couple of calls on this. You on took the, all uh, day. They got off. What's that? Did you take all day and they left? Did I take all no, day? They're no, all, they're, they're, they're still there. there. I got the oh, calls I thought right you here. said we had a couple. Okay. I th- I, this was one I wanted to get to. That was Nate in Iowa talking about the wide receiver size. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, uh, I was just comparing, uh, say, Julian Edelman, Danny Anadola, um, what's Antonio Brown listed at, and even Keyshawn brought up Odell Beckham. What's what's Odell? Wait, hold on, at? man. I ain't actually, even gonna let you. I'm not even gonna let you finish. I'm gonna interrupt you. Did you just say? Did you just say? <laughs> did you just say Amendola? <laughs> did you just say Amendola? And did you just say? Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. Wayne Corbett, and Antonio, Antonio Brown. Brown. Do you know where yeah. any of those guys were drafted at? I have no idea. Not in the top ten picks in the NFL draft. Not even in the first round, man. So if you taking that type of player in the first round, for what? The Pittsburgh Steelers – Antonio Brown's first year with the Pittsburgh Steelers, he played special teams. And so did Julian Edelman. Wayne Corbett wasn't and, drafted. And Wayne mm. Corbett wasn't even drafted. Either Edelman or Amendola. And Edelman, Amendola yeah. either Actually, came Edelman over from the Rams at free agency. Yeah. So don't try to get on my show and argue with me about a position that I played. And everybody except Antonio Brown, you know they played inside slot position? Inside. Those other dudes outside of Antonio Brown? Find me some video where they catching balls, running routes on the outside edge of the numbers. Find me some video. Because I can almost guarantee you 98.9% of their catches was lined up in the slot throughout their career. And I think the, the, I think the key part of so, what you're so saying. So that's not the same 
as a traditional wide receiver lining up on the outside edge of the numbers. Yeah, and for people to understand, this is not that shorter wide receivers can't have success in the NFL. It's no. they don't get you don't draft them that high. It's like no. also about about running backs. It's certain running thing. backs, certain like running backs gonna... have got to be special. There yeah. is a reason that big receivers go higher in the draft. Big, fast, strong is better. It's it's not Look, man. It's not rocket science. It's not (laughs) rocket science. This is the reason the NFL is a big man's game. Do you think it's because fans relate more with with smaller players? Like, they just – fans seem to want to have the smaller player because most regular people, like, relate to it. Like, Steph – and it's really – small is in – is also, to me, in comparison. Saying someone at six foot is small is actually not true. When you compare it to the average size of a male in the U.S. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Well, it's true, though. You know, can you guys guess what the average height of, a, of an American male is? 5'9". Five, 5'8". Five, five, wow. Yeah. Did yeah. you think that? You didn't think that. Because athletes normally are around other big yes. people. You just yes. think, oh, we're all. But that's not true. So Because Steph Curry's a guy everybody looks at and thinks he's so small. He's so, Steph Curry's 6'3". He's 6'3". He ain't six, small. Three. No, he ain't small at all. Like, he ain't small. No. But like that's Steve what Nash, we tend six, to three, do. Six, we just oh, tend to small. gravitate to the smaller player because we find it to be compelling that he can be successful. So when you say size matters, some people take offense to that. They feel like, yeah, no, they it may, doesn't, they may, it maybe, does. maybe they do, Alan, but, but I also – don't understand. I want people to understand when you're talking about wide receiver, I understand they catch the football, but there's specific receivers, outside guys that can play inside mm-hmm. and outside. Mm-hmm. Inside guys can only play inside. They cannot play outside because when you get outside, that's a different world, man. Mm-hmm. You out there <laughs> dealing with Darrell Revis's, right, Deion Sanders, mm-hmm. you're on an island by yourself. Yeah. You're dealing with Sam Madison's and – Terrell Buckley's and people that, you know, Charles Woodson. That's a different – when you out there from the sideline to the numbers, oh, that's a whole other world. And you're saying, I can get that guy. I can get – like, if I'm getting someone, it's X. I'll, I'll take X in the first round, but I can get the smaller guys that are Y or Z later in the well, draft. What's the, difference, what's the difference between – I'm trying to think. Uh, the kid from – the kid uh, – Rondell Moore from Purdue. Mm-hmm. What's the difference between him and Jalen Waddle? What's the difference? Except one dude, well, both of them been hurt. Two inches and nine pounds. Okay. So that's, that's the same thing, though. They both with inside guys are small. They both are skill position dudes with a certain skill set that fits into what I need to do, which is a fly sweep, a bubble screen here, a screen there, lift the coverage for the big dude to come underneath. All I need you to do is take the top off of it. I need to use you up. Yeah. Run down there and run fast. That's the same guy. That's the same guy. I'm not asking Jalen Waddle to run an 18-yard dig on third and 15. I'm not asking Jalen Waddle to do that. It's going to be interesting to see, though, in this draft, what decisions are made. And you just heard again Greer saying that he is – Chris Greer, the GM of the Dolphins, not afraid to take a small receiver – for Tua, they need that talent. We'll see if they certainly do that. Well, when it comes to the draft, the 49ers know the pick at three. The Falcons have no idea what they're doing at four. We'll discuss that after Sports Center. The 2-2. 
That's Velo, and Tatis hammers this one to right center. Did he do it again? Betts at the wall. That one is two rows deep, and Tatis has his fifth homer in his last three games at Dodger Stadium. The Padres are on the board. That's Carl Ravitch, ESPN Radio. As the Padres key rallied to beat the Dodgers 8-7 in 11 innings. The 6 on deficit that they were down 7-1 in this game. And it was their second largest comeback against L.A. in franchise history. So you heard it there. Fernando Tatis Jr. He hit five home runs in the four-game series between the Padres and the Dodgers. He became the eighth player to hit five home runs in a series against the Dodgers and the first since 2013. So Madison Bumgarner pitched a, pitched seven no-hit innings. Don't call it a no-hitter, though. We'll explain. The Diamondbacks beat the Braves 7-0. Now, the only blemish on the day for Bumgarner came in an error. But unfortunately, the start will not go in the record books as an official no-hitter since it was in a seven-inning game. Why? Well, an MLB rule instituted in 1991 said any game of fewer than nine innings in which a pitcher or pitchers do not allow a hit should be considered as a, quote, notable achievement instead of a no-hitter. As such, Bumgarner threw the first <clears throat> notable achievement since 2006 when Boston's Devon Hansack allowed no hits in five in a five-inning complete game. So that's what we have now, notable achievements. On to the NBA, Steph Curry, 37 points, had seven three-pointers in the Warriors' 117-113 win over the Kings. Curry's now made 85 threes this month, the most in a single calendar month in NBA history, and the Warriors still have two games left in the month of April. Curry's 12th game game this month scoring at least 30 points, the most 30-point games by a Warriors player in a calendar month since Rick Barry. He had 13 in February 1967. Again, Warriors still have two more games remaining in the month. Sports Center brought to you by Nature Valley, part crunchy, part creamy, a bit sweet, a bit salty. Nature Valley sweet and salty peanut bars are bursting with crunchy peanuts dipped in creamy nut butter coating and 100% delicious. <laughs> Nature Valley, I'll get through it. We are better outside. Woo! Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All, go- all guests join us on the Goodyear hotline. He still hates the the highlights that he sees. He just It's too easy? Is that what you're saying? It looks too easy? No, it's not. It doesn't look too easy. It's just that... I don't get it, but maybe I don't know what I'm looking at. Maybe I'm just an mm. idiot and I have no idea what sports is all. I just, nah, yeah. not you, especially wide receivers. What do you I know? Just, yeah, what do I maybe know? Maybe Diana Rossini knows. She joins, joins us right now, our ESPN NFL reporter on the Goodyear Hotline. Diana, good morning. How are you? Hi. My buddy Key knows a lot, lot, lot more about football than I could ever. Uh, so I will trust all his takes and evaluations on this wide receiver class. But uh, – I like to think I know a little bit about what some teams are doing, at least in the at least the teams in the top ten. Well, tell me, tell me what the 49ers are going to do at three. All right, so their board set: John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan. They know exactly who they're going for. In fact, I was told it's never really wavered. But they're not telling the staff. They're not sharing it with everyone in the organization. They're kind of just. Keeping it a little hush-hush, but you got to assume, I'm sure, Mike Shanahan, Kyle's dad knows, you know, Jed York, the owner knows, but a very small group of guys are aware of what they're going to be doing. And key, I, I keep hearing, I keep going through my notes, and it just, it, it all makes sense that, that Mac Jones is no. their guy. Knowing how much Kyle appreciates a quarterback who's strong in the pocket, he, he wants an accurate 
quarterback. And, and, you know, I'm always going to point to the intellect of Mac Jones. And that goes back to his pro day when I was just talking to some scouts after it. And they said, forget, don't even worry about watching him on film if you really want to understand why Kyle probably loves his kid. It's when you do the work and talk to his teammates, you talk to, uh, you know, obviously players and, and, and coaches who've been around him. And he's just, he's able to process, you know. He, he, he can go out there now and start if they really needed him to. Mm. So what are the Falcons going to do it for if the Niners are going with Mac Daddy Jones? Mm, yes. Uh, yeah, the Falcons, I actually think this is where the they, – they hold the keys to the draft. I think the Falcons are the more interesting team because I just – I think at this point Mac Jones – uh, it, it makes sense that he goes to San Francisco. So here's Atlanta, right? You got a, a first-year GM in Terry Fino, a first-year head coach in Arthur Smith. You take a look at their histories, Arthur in Tennessee, uh, Terry obviously in New Orleans, all those years working with Jeff Ireland and Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, and you look at their drafts and how they approached it. And, and Terry will tell you, to he's blue in the face, I'm going with the best player. But I was told that they are targeting a quarterback. They are looking at one. Uh, but if that guy, and Cam, sorry, I can't tell you who it is. I don't know who it is. If that quarterback is off the board by the time Atlanta is on the board, um, they are open to trading back to collect some more picks there. Uh, and then you can also make an argument that perhaps another option there would be Kyle Pitts, knowing that he is uh, perhaps the best player in this draft. Um, but when you, you take a look, Key, with, with what Arthur did with tight ends in Tennessee, he had success. But I, I think the offense would have to be adjusted a little bit more if they were to go with Kyle Pitts. Perhaps they would use him more as a receiver, uh, perhaps play more with a, an 11 personnel like, like the Rams do. Um, I think Arthur would have to make some changes to what he does on offense if they do go with Pitts, which I think we can say – all three of these options are really good. It's just, do they think Matt Ryan's time is up? Do they want to move on from Julio Jones, right? Because, guys, they owe him a lot of money. Julio is getting older. Could Kyle Pitts, and I know it's a different position. He's a tight end, and obviously Julio's not. Could he come in, though, and, and take over in that offense as the main guy? Do they even need it? Right. So there's a lot of options on the table, but uh, I am interested to see who this quarterback is that they're targeting. And, and if I had to just guess, I can't report if I had to guess, guys, I would say it's Trey Lance. Diana, which team needs to find their QB the most? Hmm. So I, I, my first thought, Jay, when you just said that was uh, Washington, because I just feel like they, they, they've been in the market for a quarterback for so many years, but when I look at, let's just talk job security, you look at the Bears. Their head coach and GM are hanging on by a thread. They are hanging on by a thread right now in terms of their job. And I think if, if they want to have success immediately, they're going to need to get a quarterback that can come in there and win and give them something. We know the quarterbacks on the roster. We know what they can do. I think we're all just assuming the Bears are going to stink or just be okay. Let, let's let's be let's be pot let's be positive, Jay, on this Monday, right? So let's just say the Bears are going to be solid. They need to be better than solid, though, if they want to keep their jobs. Um, and they they we know it didn't work there um, with the last draft for them. So here's an opportunity for them to find a quarterback and maybe turn the ship around. 
What if they're able to, to trade up? What if Justin Fields falls and, and he becomes a player that, that, that can really give Chicago a shot here? So um, I think of all the teams that are desperate, you can say Pittsburgh obviously is also very desperate. How much longer is Ben going to be there? But, but you're talking right now desperate. I'm saying Chicago, guys. Diana Rossini joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. So you mentioned Kyle Pitts and, and the Falcons possibly, but obviously he's somebody that – uh, outside of the quarterbacks is what everybody feels could be the most talented player uh, at the top of the draft. And we heard Jerry Jones um, start flirting a little bit with him in that uh, Twitter feed uh, that the Cowboys put out. How likely is it that you could see the Cowboys either getting – I can't see him falling, so the Cowboys making it a priority to try to get him. Take it from me. Just because you flirt doesn't mean you get what you want. Um, <laughs> if, that, if that was the case, I think we'd all be in trouble. Uh, no, obviously, Jerry <laughs> made it pretty, pretty well known that he loves Kyle Pitts. Guys, everybody loves Kyle Pitts. Everybody loves him. And, and, it, and it's fun to talk about him. And, and I, it's exciting to see a player that's getting so, you know, so much um, praise and and perhaps deservingly so. He's still going to have to grow though. This isn't a player that's going to immediately start and just be an, a beast. You know, I, I talked to a head coach this morning actually, right before I hopped on with you guys, and I just was happened to be talking about Kyle Pitts about something else, and and he was explaining to me like it's it's going to take a little bit. Remember, he's still a rookie, you know, but but he is that type of player. He's just going to be gone. So as much as, unless Jerry's willing to make a move, and and the one thing I hear out of Dallas that's so consistent is that they got to get better on defense. You know, they brought Dan Quinn as the defensive coordinator. Mike McCarthy is is handing him the keys to to make those improvements. And I get the sense that they're all in on on fixing that side of the ball, knowing, you know, they locked up their their quarterback. And, and they're in great shape, obviously, from a receiver standpoint in Dallas. They're, they're, they don't need another weapon. Would it be nice? Is it a luxury? Is Jerry crazy? Yes. Could <laughs> it happen? I, small chance, but it could, right? Mm-hmm. He's Look at how many trades Jerry's made on draft night. He's, the, he's Granted, he's the oldest owner, but he's made the most trades ever than, you know, more than any other owner in the league on draft night to trade up. So he's done it, you know, trader Jerry, but uh, I don't get the sense that that's what they're doing. I'm, I'm thinking defense, defense, defense. Diana, only four days before we can start, we can start talking in absolutes when it comes to this draft. Thanks so much for your time as always. <sighs> We all have. I love this time of year, but guys, I can't wait. I know, I know. I just can't wait to go through the schedules and the rosters, and it's set, and we don't have to play this make believe stuff. So, guys, um, I do like playing make believe with you, though. So, you have a wonderful Monday. (laughs) All the best, Diana Rossini on the Goodyear Hotline, brought to you by Goodyear, helping you discover the road ahead. Goodyear, more driven. Key, what's wrong with the Lakers owner? All right, that's what we're going to talk about next. We have to discuss. Talk about lists. We got a list. We got a list for you. That's coming up. KJZ, ESPN Radio, and ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Um, Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. <laughs> it's so Zubin. Like so, so Keyshawn's giving scouting reports of J. Will from J. Will's playing days. And the comps you have are, well, in a word, awful. Like they're no, not even they close. Good point guards, man. I didn't say they weren't good. They weren't him, though. You, if you're doing comps... He can't. I don't acknowledge you know, Key. Key be talking sometimes, you know, I just and he be waiting for me I to see, give a response. You know and I said, "No, I'm no, not. I'm not doing that." Jamar way. Chase a lot of Keyshawn Johnson. Yeah, I mean, you know? that's, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. That's see, okay. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm taking. Player. I got the same I player. All I You're just saying because he was good. You guys are comfortable. No, no, so comfortable no. In, he's just, in he, he likes good? trying to round me up. It doesn't no, work. I I don't don't Jay, let him take you there. All I just I, I like to ask Jay things uh-huh. like that. Like, oh, you were more like those type of guys as a player. That's all. Well, how many ask you this? You're a Lakers fan, <laughs> uh-huh. all right? And Jeannie Bus was uh, was on all the Smoke love podcasts. Her. Oh, love and that's Jeannie. that's all right. So was Jeannie Bus. Actually, on all the smoke podcasts, and well, actually participating in all the smoke podcasts. That's a great question. Because that would be is that a requirement? Awesome as an owner, I, I, is that feels a like it is a requirement. Well, in Adam Silver's league, you're it is it's LA. okay. I'm not, it's, it's all right. You're allowed. Now. Adam okay. Silver's league. Just, it's okay. Just a now. question. But I'm just you know curious if that's a requirement. When when do we get invited? Um, so anyway, so she put together a list of the most important Lakers, I'm guessing ever, and her list is Kobe Bryant. No, no argument, right? No argument. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, no argument. No argument. LeBron James, no just, argument. Just, no, just no, got there. No argument. No argument. Magic Johnson, no argument. No argument. And Phil Jackson. Anyone missing? I mean, uh, Jerry Shaquille, West. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. Shaq. Jerry, Jerry yeah. West. Jerry West is missing. Yeah, Jerry West is the one also you could argue is missing. Well, Jerry West only won one championship. Jerry West also built yeah. the championship yeah. era that they had with Kobe and Shaq. And, oh, by the way, Jerry West was the reason why Kobe's a Laker. He's the guy that watched him and said, no, that's my guy. In a long time. And he means yeah, necessary. But, but can you make, it, can make an argument that these, these guys are more important to the franchise than Jerry West? What? No, he wasn't. I, Jerry be, West, I, the local? In all honesty, Jay. LeBron is there because he brought us from our deathbeds back to life. Agreed. Okay. Yep. But Jerry West, Jerry West is is from day one all the way back to the Pat Riley decision, along with Dr. Buss, to make him the head coach all the way to wherever we are today as a franchise. I'm not doing it. He has heavy lifting and a big, big responsibility. But it's Le- there may I, I, be some – Hold on. Yeah. Hold there on. may be some stuff. LeBron. Yeah, I, there. LeBron uh, a little too soon for LeBron. No, I don't no, think it's so. Not, it's I don't not think so. Compared to Jerry West? Yes, compared Come to Jerry on. West, yes. But there may be some stuff with Jeannie and Jerry. Why she wouldn't put him on the list? So it's personal? Yeah, it could be some personal. What's her personal? Three beef years with- ago, Jerry, before he took the job with the yeah. Lakers, I mm-hmm. mean with the Clippers, he wanted to come back and work with the Lakers. And Magic and Rob and Jeannie and them said, nah, nah, you, and that's one of the main reasons he took the job with the Clippers. Of course. So I think there could be some 
you know, right. some of that so, going some, on. All right, some friction. Not, 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 yeah, some friction. I could make the argument, and yeah. I'll be the old man in the room, and I'm sorry, Jay. I, I'll Go ahead. Shut up after this. No, that LeBron has not been there long enough, and you could say George Mikan is also an important Laker. He put them yeah. on the map. Yeah, but, but, but LeBron, LeBron, I know it's LeBron, LeBron James is going to go down one of the top two greatest players to ever play the game. Right. Okay. He's going to go down. He brought us back from and, 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 and he got it's not most important yeah. players of all time. No, it's no, most no, important no, Lakers. No, no, no. It was the way he left and the way he got to L.A., the way he embraced yeah. the passing of Kobe Bryant, the way he carried that, that torch throughout the trenches. We I mean, come have, on now. We wouldn't have our next 10 years of A.D. if it wasn't for LeBron. If LeBron didn't come to the Lakers, AD wasn't coming to the Lakers because mm-hmm. AD wasn't moving out of New Orleans until LeBron said move. Totally understood. So it's kind of – I think that's what Jeannie's saying. Again, LeBron brought us back from our deathbed, man. So we got LeBron on there, mm-hmm. right? You got Kobe on yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Phil Jackson orchestrated the whole thing pretty much. Yeah, because we was messing around with Dale Harris. Yeah, come on, man. He, he, he came Phil Jackson with Dale Harris. Yeah, and he, we and messed got around that thing with Dale. Harris. Harris. Won a ton of Dale was cool, times. but we just, you know, oh, I get it. we yeah. could do right. that with Kareem. That. I mean, the cap, the cap, I, yeah, the, the cap. cap. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, like, here, here's my thing about Jerry West. I understand historically the logo, what he's meant. It just, I don't know, man. Like the the punchlines with these other guys just feels yeah, Jerry from the beginning. Like I said, along with Doctor Bus to facilitate. Pat Riley taking over for Westhead and making the whatever the greatest showtime ever. I mean, all of that to Jerry's. where we are today as an organization moving. Uh, I understand that he was critical moving, in helping them get there, right? But like magic. But why? Moving mountains. But, I, I, whole, yeah, but like most this, important Lakers, meaning like your impact on the franchise. And you, I don't know why she gave five. She could have given a lot more. I mean, maybe could have. Maybe, maybe there was only five. a lot more. She could pick. Look, again, I mean, Chick Hearns is a great announcer. I mean, we could go a lot of places. Yeah. Really. Like, come on. What man. you mean, really? You're gonna. We're talking about Wait, most important Lakers. Lakers. Man, he's a Laker. Well, I understand he's an announcer and he's a oh, great man, you announcer. You tripping now, no man? Oh my God! You, 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 the you, fact you is, for the fact sure. That I don't think he should be on the, on a you, top five no, I list. Say, I is, didn't is say he should be. I didn't say he should. I didn't say disrespectful, yeah. and I didn't say top five list. I just said you can mention him as, as, as we start to mention other people that was part of the organization. He certainly was an important piece, is what I'm saying, to the organization. Crazy how Shaq's Laker, real that. Lakers, real Laker people would argue you down about Kobe, what I just said. Kobe Cap. Completely understand that impact. Shaq, Shaq but, but it's hard if you only got five people. Yeah. It's hard. And who are you giving it to, Kobe or Shaq? Well, it's it to Kobe. Kobe. It's well, not Kobe even was there close. Longer, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's not even close. His, Kobe his got five impact. rings with us. I just feel Kobe, like- Cap, Magic. I mean, if there's anybody, <sighs> t- Jerry, it's like again, it's the old timers that are the ones that get their feathers ruffled on this stuff because they're the ones that are like you, you're just completely just forgetting what we did back then when it wasn't the way it is today. The game is better today because of those guys and Jerry, in the past. And, I'm and, sorry. Jerry, and Jerry West put that thing together. Yeah, from no, we, start to finish. We got callers, and, and we want to get back to our calls, and we promise we will. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Some good topics I out there. So hang on, we'll get to you. But the best team in the AFC got a whole lot better, and that's next. KJZ, ESPN Radio, heading to ESPN man, News. Get this, man, get this.